Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. Once again, I am your co-host, Dallas Montague. I'm so happy that you guys are here today. Today I'm going to do something different. I was just sitting here in my house in Brazil on a Sunday afternoon, about three o'clock, roughly four o'clock now, drinking a cup of coffee. And I'm thinking here, I really want to post this stuff that's on my mind. I really feel like the Lord is speaking to me and I want to share some stuff that's pretty close to my heart that I haven't actually looked at or even worked on for almost a year or more now. And so a few years ago, I was working in Teen Challenge and I was inspired to start writing a book, which is kind of crazy. If my English teacher from high school heard that, she would probably freak out and be like, there's no way Dallas Montague is writing a book, but it's just just what it is. And so I sat down in a few coffee shops in Des Moines, Iowa. And so I was in there sitting and just started writing some stuff that was on my mind. And I came up with this theme called Jesus is Greater. And I was looking back through my life, through the testimonies of my life, and that's really just been the theme for my life is that Jesus is greater. That's what I've seen through all the circumstances, every situation I've ever been in. Jesus is greater. He's greater than my trials. He's greater than my addiction that I had. He's greater than temptation. He's greater than depression. He's greater than all these things, sickness in the world, the darkness, all these different things. And I kept thinking over and over and over. I had this gigantic list of things that Jesus is greater than. And I was like, man, this would be an awesome title for a book. Jesus is greater. And so I began jotting down some things and kind of typed out some things on my computer. And I kind of came up with 10 chapters or so, and I stopped working on it completely. I left Teen Challenge to become a missionary, and I went to Hawaii to do mission school, and then I went to Asia to do missions, and now I live in Brazil. And I actually have been so consumed with everything else in my life, I haven't even thought about this book. And a few days ago, I thought about it again, and I really just want to share some of those things with you guys. And so I'm going to do the best that I can to do some sort of series on these chapters or what I've wrote so far. And so I think it's going to be really cool. I'm excited about it. And like I said, I'm just here casually sitting in my studio on a Sunday afternoon with a cup of coffee that's a little too strong. So I'm excited to see what happens. I love you guys. If you guys have not yet subscribed to Faith and Family Fellowship, join the family. We have some cool content coming soon, awesome interviews with people. And again, this series that I'm trying to start right now. And so I want to do something a little bit different. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Have you ever watched the news and been so haunted by a story that you had to know more about those involved? In the documentary film, Irreclaimable, this is exactly what happens to Justin Thomas. 
For more than a year, Justin journeyed to learn about the dark world of sex trafficking as he sat down with the victims, sex workers, and even law enforcement. Read The Outcast Daughter today, available on Amazon. Whether you're a believer or not, undoubtedly you have questions. Do you want to know more about God, the material universe, Jesus, the Bible, Christian doctrine, morality? Nothing is off limits, and there are no questions too big or too small when it comes to God. Solving God promises to provide honest answers to the toughest questions without compromising the truth, all in an effort to help you solve God. Solving God on YouTube today. So the beginning of this book is, I want to call it Me Too, because I want to relate with everybody that, hey, you had problems, I had problems too. You know, none of us are perfect. On our best day, we fall short of the glory of God, and on our worst day, we fall short of the glory of God. And so we are all finite and fallen human beings, but by the grace of God, we're able to live, we're able to, to become Christians. And so this, so this is kind of what I have. Have you ever felt like you were drowning in your life? Have you ever sought your approval through the constant comparison of others? Are you fed up with those discouraging circumstances that seem to be piling up all around you? Reality is growing up in a world full of shifting expectations that you may never even reach. Reality is trading in your identity for a popularity contest. Reality is dreading every single second that you're alone because you're afraid to face the man in the mirrors of the eyes looking back at you. Do you know how I know that is reality? Because that was me. The reason why I started this book was because I wanted it to capture the hearts of its readers and to know that Jesus is without a doubt greater than every single circumstance we may have in our life. And as I go out the rest of this podcast today, I just want you guys to remember this about our past, that once we confess our sins to God, once we confess our past mistakes to God, once confessed and forgiven by God, they're behind us. I think so many times we live in our mistakes today, we let the past hold us in a prison. I've talked about that a lot that we allow our past to hold us down for the future. I need to remind you guys that once we confess that to God, we're forgiven. It's behind us. Although those consequences of the sins may follow us, they no longer define us in the eyes of God. I'm not a follower of Jesus Christ today because I chose him many years ago when I was in my addiction, rock bottom with nothing left in my life. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ today because he continues to choose me every single day. I've sinned so many times. I've made so many mistakes in my life, but God has made me clean. He's the one that keeps picking me up time and time again. And that's what I love about God. That's my favorite thing about God is that even though I've made terrible choices in my life, once forgiven, he doesn't hold them against me. Now, I'm not giving you guys permission to sin and to live out your life in freedom of doing whatever you want. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we need to believe that once we give our things to God, once we give him the reins of our life, we have a good future ahead of us. And so that's the reason kind of why I wanted to talk about this is me too, because I've made mistakes in my life and things that I've been so ashamed that I've lied about in my life, things that I've affected my family with, things that I've affected my own life with. And I got to a place in my life where addiction was controlling me that I had to quit my life and go into an addiction center for 16 months. And so guys, I just want to say me too. If you've had a hard life, if you had some difficulties in your life, me too. I've been there. I get it. My prayer for this podcast and for maybe this book, if I can complete it, hopefully I can complete it one day, is that it'll fall into the hands of men and women who are facing a battle that seems impossible to overcome. Whether it's addiction, anxiety, cancer, depression, discouraging circumstances, Jesus is greater. Jesus is without a doubt greater than everything that we can go against. Now I just want to take a minute and tell you guys about myself. And so as a young boy, I grew up in Northwest Missouri, probably from zero to 19 or 20 years old. I grew up in Northwest Missouri. 
And as a boy, I grew up in a broken home like a lot of other children do today. And my parents were divorced when I was pretty young, I think. I think from what I remember of my parents telling me I was about one. And they later remarried several times each. And so I was the only child between my mom and my dad. But I also have four sisters and one brother through my parents' other marriages. I grew up in the church. From what I remember, as a child, I was always going to church. He was always a key part of my life. And from just to give you a perspective, is that it was always worse for me to say God's name in vain than to cuss. And so that's kind of just the way I grew up, is that I knew who God was. I loved God, and I prayed a lot, but I didn't know him personally. And so this is something I like to say. You know about George Washington, the president, but you don't personally know George Washington. And so that's kind of my relationship with God, is that I knew who God was, but I didn't personally know him. And so that's kind of what my life looked like. And so growing up at a young age, I moved schools. In the sixth grade, I moved to a new school with my dad. For the first time in my life, this was a relocation. And so I thought, man, this is a great time. I can be whoever I want to be. And so that's kind of what I did. I kind of left that other school, went to this new school with that thought in my head is like, man, I want to be the cool guy. I can go here and be whoever I want to be. And so I kind of manipulated that as I got to this new school. It was pretty small, about 23 kids or so. And they were very welcoming. And I felt really, I felt like I belonged there. And it was great. I loved the attention and I never felt this popular before and I never wanted this, this time to end. And of course, like you can expect, I was new and a school that small, 23 kids and you get a new kid, you know, that's a pretty big deal. And so a few months into the school year, I was just a normal kid at the school and my new kid title began to fade and, I, and as well as the attention. And so I was just another kid and it was really boring. It became, I became old news to the class and I thought to myself, I can't let this happen. I need to be popular. I need to be liked. I need to have that attention again. And so I did whatever I could to be in the spotlight. I did whatever I could to be noticed by the people around me. And as high school came around, I kind of mastered the, the skill of manipulation with my parents. And they weren't married anyway, right? So they wouldn't even notice. Well, I can lie to one parent and do the other thing with the other parent, and they would never know. And so I began to live my life color shifting like a chameleon. And so I always remember at home being one person and being at school being a completely different person. And that kind of affected the way that I lived my life. The next several years was spent changing my identity for the people who I was around. With every step of the way, forgetting who I really was, I began to partake in things with these people. Oh, I was this kind of person around these people, this kind of person around those people. And when I got home, I was a completely other person. My parents didn't know who I really was. I really didn't know who I really was. And so I began to take part in these things that my parents wouldn't approve of. For example, stealing some road signs maybe a little bit of graffiti, some mailbox smashing, you know, climbing some cell phone towers, some things like that. I even got my first tattoo at 16 years old, just to name a couple of those things. And like I said, I was already a Christian by this point. I knew who God was. I was baptized about 12 years old, but I knew my actions were wrong. I knew I was not doing the right thing. It doesn't take a genius to know that doing something stupid is wrong, right? But it's not like I was using drugs. I mean, I knew people who were, but I'm not that bad. I'm not, I'm not like those guys. You know, I, I go to church every Sunday, I pray to God, I ask him for forgiveness. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I know some of the things are wrong and I can work on some things, but it's not that bad. And one evening I was drinking with a guy, with a man that I, I really looked up to in my life. I respected him and he said that I might like marijuana. And I never thought about using drugs before that moment. I mean, I just never considered it. That's not my thing. That's not the type of person I am. And little did I know that that night I made a subconscious decision that if I was ever offered, I would try it, you know? It's not that big of a deal. I'm not going to do it every day. I'm not going to become an addict or whatever. I'm just going to do it once if, I, if I'm ever offered. And so that, that time came, senior year of high school. 
the opportunity was there. I was at a Christian concert called Winter Jam, a few friends of mine, and we decided to leave the concert early and driving around the city of Des Moines, uh, the word marijuana crept its way into our conversation. And none of us have ever used marijuana before. Uh, we never really knew much about it, but one of us was able to get our hands on some. And so just 20 minutes prior to this moment, I was at a Christian concert. And the next 20 minutes after that, I was high for the very first time in my life. As you can assume, using drugs that night changed my life forever, but not the way that you might have expected. My choice that night to get high in the parking lot of a school I never even heard of made me feel more accepted than ever. In fact, I never felt this free. I never felt that free in my entire life. It opened me up to a whole new group of friends. I was liked by so many other people, and it was great. It was a great time for me. Like most bad choices in our lives, I justified it. I mean, in reality, that decision, for me, that just was the next line I needed to cross to be part of the friend group that I was. I mean, that was just the next thing I needed to do. I was completely young, wild, and free, just like the song says. I felt great. It's not like I would get addicted. I mean, it's just weed. I mean, it's, it's not even a gateway drug. But what I never realized was the small compromise I made that night would lead me into a place called rock bottom only a few years later. What I thought was just a one-time experience led into getting high every single day. Before I knew it, I was using it every single day, multiple times a day, leading into a leisure activity every day after school. I mean, it was so quick of how my life changed between doing these certain things and then now doing this. That was what consumed me. And it was just an, an addictive thing. It was just, I loved to do it. I loved it. And growing up in that small city, word quickly went around that Dallas Montague was an avid drug user. Living in this small city, it made it really difficult for my good kid performance at home to be separated from my drug lifestyle out of the house. It began to consume my life. Before I knew it, marijuana led to other stimulants, pills, hallucinogens, and, and anything else I could really get my hands on to help bury the guilt that was inside my chest. I was caught up in the chase of how high can I really get? This entire lifestyle was exciting, but like all things, it came at a cost. What I believe to be a harmless leisure activity came at a price every single day, and this is the point I want to share. I said all of that to say this, that as my guilt, shame, and worldly concerns faded away with every single hit that I did, every time I got high, but I was unaware that I was slowly trading in my life for a cost for that high. Eventually, the lifestyle of addiction required a price that I was unable to pay, and I was bankrupt. I had nothing. Nothing's free in this world. That's something that I also like to say, is that nothing is free. And that, that lifestyle costs something. It costs me something. It took my identity away. Yes, it took away some of the guilt and shame and worldly concerns for a few, few minutes. That's it. But it took everything I had and I was bankrupt. I lost everything. And so that's kind of what I wanted to share with you guys today about this series number one, Jesus is greater. And so me too, I've had problems in my life, but Jesus is greater. And so I'm going to continue to tell this story in the next episode, but stay with us, guys. If you guys haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. I love you guys. Take care. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.